A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, beautiful humans. That was my cat running away. <laughs> Welcome to episode 34 of Croversation. Hmm. What week of lockdown are we on now? Are we on week four? Has it been four weeks or are we on week four? Does it matter? <sighs> I know. I know, Indy. Uh-huh. I hear you, buddy. Well, I've been spending my day in my garden. That's a real privilege I have becoming a nature witch, you guys, but I'm not going to waffle on about that now because that's not what you're here for, is it? You're here to listen to a genuine human conversation. Connection, that's what we need right now, right? Uh, My guest this week is a really cool, badass woman. She is like, she's like legendary level. She swallows swords, okay? (laughs) Right? She is currently in New Zealand. Wild. What a place to be during this pandemic. And we talk about where she is a lot and how healing it is. And oh, I'm so envious. Oh, she is the amazing Rachel Atlas. She's like my performer mama. She's a lot of people's performer mama. She was actually there the day that I decided in 2018. Wow, that was a while ago. To go sober when I realized I had a problem. And she was right there, and she was awesome. And I almost messed up her show. I was late, I missed the tech rehearsal, I I fucked it. (laughs) But uh, she forgave me, and for that I will sincerely adore her. Please welcome Rachel Atlas, the amazing, amazing performing, sword swallowing, fire eating, amazing badass, oh, I love her, to episode 34 of Conversation. When I was growing up, all my role models were men. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Croversation. And I guess, yeah, 
Guys, hi friends, welcome back to Croversation. This is my second recording during the crazy, crazy global time that we're in. It's pretty stressful, but I'm really enjoying these chats. And I've got another super wholesome, super awesome, super power, power, powerful badass, Rachel Atlas with me today. Hi, Rachel. Hello. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, uh, well, as well as can be expected um, in uh, quarantine in the midst of a global pandemic. Absolutely. But I feel like you're in quarantine in a great place. Tell me where you are. I am. I was very lucky. I mean, I'm actually in New Zealand at the moment. Um, so nice. Which is one of the only countries in the world that, that is tr actually almost managing to eliminate the coronavirus. I love your prime minister. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's probably, I would say, the best Ugh. world leader 100%. right now. 100%. And I mean, I was I was reading an article saying that she she basically has given a masterclass in world leading in the way in which she has dealt with this virus. Yeah, she has. And so many like global events like the, the shootings. Oh, good. Yeah, she's so I feel like she's just very sensible. I don't understand how other people are. Yeah, no, you, you trust her. Absolutely. But I mean, I was in a, in a crazy situation because I was actually in New York kind of on holiday wow. um, when this. So I'd been in New York for like two months. I was just there on a kind of long, a long holiday staying with friends and stuff. And um, and this situation kind of started to get real. Yeah. And then I was just like, what do I because I, I have a New Zealand passport and I have a UK passport. Oh, I see. Um, and I kind of live in the UK, but all my family are in New Zealand. So this all started kicking off. And I was just like, where am I going to go? Like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to stay in New York. And I thought the UK yeah. looks like it's going to get pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so I literally, you know, made a very, very snap. And it was literally as the borders were closing and all the flights wow. were stopping and stuff. I was just like, I have to decide. How did you feel? You it must have been scary. It was really scary because, you was know, it? I said to my mum, you know, I, I said to her, like, can I, because it was like Monday, I said, can I, can I fly on Friday? She was like, you know, come, come now. Now. Because she was like, they are going to stop flights and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, you know, so I kind of got here. Did your mum Got know here more? just in time. Do you think, do you think the government kept them more informed in New Zealand where your mum was? Yeah. No, no. Um, and, but the thing is also, I mean, you know, the the case, I mean, like, there's only been a thousand something cases here in total and one fatality. And today, the number of new cases was down to 24 oh, in wow. one day. That must so, be I mean, such it, a it, nice environment to be in. It's an amazing, well, it, I mean, it's beautiful. Like, when, where I'm out in the country, it's beautiful here. But also, um, it's kind of like that they they have been so strict with this lockdown like you know mm. we we have no no takeaway food places are open wow. um things like uh you can't get mail order like clothes or anything here like really? all businesses <gasps> apart from supermarkets and essential essential things are shut well um are people listening? you know so but, but this is this is this is smart because what they want to do is go hard and so it, you know get and get a good effect quickly and then we can all go back to normal yeah um, it keeps it shorter well i mean i find it crazy you know i mean i know obviously they want to kind of get me in the economy but the fact you know in in the uk and in america and stuff you know takeaways are still open a lot of business you know 100%. and it's like i mean i know obviously that makes it nicer for people but like it's still unnecessary you i know. think it just it kind of um it softens it but it also just makes it not as worth it like what's the point in half yeah i mean doing if we're all gonna have to suffer we might as well i'd say just go hard and like yeah i mean i can live without having takeaways for a month if it means that i've only got to do this yeah exactly and then we can go back to normality because the longer you're out the more impact it has yeah for sure on your mental for health sure. how's how's your mental health out there i must be calmer well, than me. i mean 
<laughs> I'm very lucky. So, so my um, so my mother, um, my mother and my sister both live out here, and they both have kind of like like farms out in the absolute middle of nowhere. So they they both lived here for twenty odd years, well, but nearly twenty years, and so they've been self self isolating forever. Yeah, um, they just do it anyway. Yeah, and then like my sister's kids are homeschooled. She she doesn't see anyone. You know, I rang her when this was all happening. I rang her from New York, and I was like, "Are you guys okay?" She was like, "It's not any different." <laughs> and out here at my, I'm at my mum's right now, and I mean, you know, we don't have we don't have neighbours here. Like the nearest neighbours probably like a mile away. Really? Um, wow. And I mean, I've been coming here for 17 years. And it's just the same. It's like when I come here, I don't see anyone. (laughs) Is that nice though? No, it's amazing. And I mean, to be Mm. honest, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get here because I knew it would feel the most normal. Oh, Um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it's just Because if I was, you know, I I live in Glasgow in Scotland. um, And I think if I was in my flat in Glasgow right now, I would feel very depressed. As do many people in towns, you know, feel very trapped and kind of isolated whereas here it's just me and me in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here anyway yeah because you yeah. must not have any work at the moment Rachel because you're a performer I am a performer yeah, yeah. Um, tell me like a little background for people that don't know okay um I'm primarily I'm a sword swallower um mm. my uh ex-husband and I recently I just got divorced about a couple of weeks ago it's very wow. exciting what a year for you um, but, <laughs> my recently ex-husband and I we had a knife throwing act called the Death to Us Part Danger Show and that's kind of I guess what I would probably be, be known best for um, as I kind of created that with him and we kind of took the very like old school vaudeville uh, pastime of knife throwing and kind of rebooted it for the 21st century and kind of took it to like rock festivals extreme. and yeah, yeah awesome. and just did really crazy extreme stunts and stuff like that that's kind of what we were known for um, but now, now we've split and I'm, um, I do a lot of solo stuff, sword swallowing, and I also kind of like put on and produce and book events as well. Yeah. You're really great at putting together, I think a really strong lineup. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love, yeah. I love it. You know, you, you've performed for me before. I have. A couple of things. It was wonderful. Um, Where was that? Liverpool Tattoo Convention? Liverpool Tattoo Convention. Yep. Yep. You and it starts so in what well. last last March like a a year ago was it a year ago now that was a year ago I feel like I've oh it was I think so yeah gosh that was crazy wow that was super fun so you're kind of like the mama aren't you performing yeah I'm a mama I I like to kind of I like to put things together but I mean I've also you know obviously I know that that's a, a very kind of a topic close to your heart but I mean I've also been kind of a sex worker in pretty much every aspect of the industry like for my entire life so um uh, you know, I, I just it's not it's not something that I'm particularly out about um, yeah. just because I've never I think the thing that's very interesting is I am very inspired by your generation of these young because for people don't who, who don't know me I'm I'll be 40 this year so I'm kind of an older generation than you yeah she wise At, and in my day in my in my day in the, in the <laughs> 1920s um <laughs> None of us wanted to talk about stuff like that, you know. Like yeah, if the you did, stigma you know, was real. Yeah, if you did porn or anything like that, you just didn't want anyone to know about it. Or if you did, you know, if you did, um, you know, any kind of sex work, stripping or escorting or, or like anything, you know, you just you just didn't want you didn't want anyone to know. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I've I've done all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, I've you know I've yeah I've done and I was like a dominatrix for a long time. I've done yeah pretty much every aspect. I can imagine at some stage or another 
Pardon? I can imagine you as a dog. Oh yeah, I'm very, you have very, this. very strict. You are. <laughs> you just have mean. a presence. No, you're not mean at all. But you're in charge. But no, I mean, She's but, definitely I mean, I, in charge. I, but I mean, I think that, that that for me is something that's really inspiring about younger generations of women is that the fact that now it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's like, I'm a sex worker. And I'm like, wow, back in my day, you didn't... You, you, you wouldn't know, say so, that, so, yeah. No, and I mean, I've always been very kind of like... Uh, furtive about stuff like that because I didn't yeah I'm kind of from a generation where people would would be looked you know you kind of were looked down upon for that kind of thing so you just didn't really want anyone to know what was like Um, the public narrative at the time yeah so I mean you know this is actually one of the first things I've ever talked about it publicly on um yeah because I'm also getting to to yeah keep it so how did it feel having to keep it under wraps well, I mean, I think the hardest thing for anyone that's ever done kind of any kind of sex work is not, I've always said I don't have a problem with the work mm. at all, but I have a problem with having to lie about it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of, to. you know, yeah, for a lot of people, that's, you know, you've got your, you know, for instance, if you're, you know, you're young, you're making all this money, you're coming home with all this money and your family are like, oh, how did you get this money? So then you have to think up a really elaborate excuse right. as to where you got the money from. Right. And so you, you have like have a fake to. job. Yeah, I know. And then you, and I mean, you know, I know girls who work, who are working in various types of the industry who, you know, who are hiding it from their partners, 100%. from their children, from their friends, you know, and you have to have a different excuse for different people because they know you from different places. And, exactly. you know, that's so true. It is exhausting. Being out as a sex worker is definitely a privilege, you know? Oh, yeah. My, my family's know, also it, always been so accepting, but it wasn't always No, the that's case, amazing. I mean, I think, but I think it's, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, I don't, I'm not going into immense detail, you know, as I, because I'm probably not comfortable yet, but I mean, I'm, you know, I, the fact that I feel now, I'm just tired of hiding it. Yes. Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a horrible feeling having to like, just shield a part of yourself from the world just in case. It causes a lot of anxiety. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I feel like, um... You know, I think, like I said, in this day and age, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, your, gener- your generation, the young, the young people, um, but, you know, and, and things like obviously platforms, things like OnlyFans and stuff. It's like, you know, everyone's making porn these days. Like, right. Everyone's, you know. It's much um, more transparent, It's socially I guess. acceptable. Yeah, 100%. Just more common. And I think just by exposure and representation, it's become more normalized in people's minds. Yeah. And I mean, really, if you're still like, if you're still kind of like anti-sex work in this day and age, then really you just need to, you need to go and get it's like so get coronavirus. Hat, and yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's I mean, a, that's you, probably, you probably will if you're a bad person. Well, not exactly. Like no, but you know what I mean? Like if, you, if you're really in this day and age, you're still, you know, you're still, you're still thinking, you know, you, you need to go out with the arc. Your time here is yeah. done. Like. It's very obviously like an old fashioned opinion. I remember watching the Louis Theroux documentary, Selling Sex. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. It was just so, Louis, I always thought of someone that asked like edgy questions that got out information that people wanted to know. But he kept pressing the issue of whether sex work was even moral to sell sex. And I was like, dude, we've already decided it is next question like that's like a 20 year old argument my friend and that's what they always wanted they they always want an angle like that and to try and make out like you know that people are in some way kind of being forced or that it's that's right you know no normal person would choose it no there has to be a tragic element and you have to be incredibly damaged Mm. and um and i find 
Yeah, and they're all and all documentaries about about the sex industry is are the same, and they're, they're you know, and that's incredibly frustrating. I think. Is I think that's why it's so important to speak about it, even especially on a personal level as a human being, because for so long the yeah. narrative's been controlled by other people, like even if it's legislation or representation in movies, like Hustlers or anywhere else, the representation is controlled by not sex workers. It's obviously not accurate. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure, I think it was possibly you I saw sharing it, but did you see that in, in the States, like people whose income comes from sex work are not eligible for the emergency money? I did see that. I put it in my intro for my episode yesterday. It's outrageous that they're so obvious yeah. and upfront about it, even legal industry. It's disgusting. It's, it's just like, what up. is this, like, the, it's the, the 1800s, like, you know? It's, 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 it's so yeah. archaic, especially they didn't even specify it's certain industries like even if you have like a only fans account technically you're excluded yeah That's yeah yeah it's insane bizarre. but i mean you know i but i it's funny that i've now, now i'm just like i've i've digressed but yeah so but i mean primarily i am a i am a circus performer yeah. um uh and yeah pri- pri- primarily yeah i do i do stupid dan- dangerous <laughs> stuff do you think burlesque and performance crosses over with sex work a lot a lot of the skills well, like good swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think if you're an extra, I mean, obviously, if you're kind of an extrovert person, then I don't know if that makes you. I don't know if that would. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess because I mean, you know, I used to be a, I used to be a dancer and stuff like that. Um, mm. at, at one point, like back in the. 1950s um <laughs> <laughs> when when go go was king um, uh and no no i was i was i was a stripper like a long time ago and um yeah i mean i guess you know it gives you an ability to kind of get up on stage and stuff i mean i don't know though because i know some sex workers who are very kind of introverted and i know some performers who are very and vice versa i don't know don't know mm. i think it's, it's definitely being exposed in a way, but it's being exposed in a very different way. On stage, I feel much more nervous and exposed than if I'm, like, standing naked in front of somebody. Yeah. No, Do no, no that's I mean? true. That's abso- absolutely, absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. And, I mean... You know, particularly because I know you you've hosted things as well as do I. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you've got if you're on stage like with a microphone. Oh wow, yeah, that spotlight's you know, on you. Yeah. Um, Though that said, I prefer to have a microphone than than like I'm a terrible dancer. I hate dancing. Do you? Um, so, yeah. So I, mean, I would rather I, I would literally rather do like a stand up comedy routine. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like a funny. To... Oh, comedy's scary though. Yeah, it is. It is. How are you finding but, um, hosting? I love it. Yeah. No, I I love it too. And I mean, you know, I'm 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 lucky. I've I, you know the last few years I've had some really go- good opportunities and like we toured a lot and stuff and. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I think that the, the hardest thing for me was um, I got, you know, I made my name as a performer in a double act, like with my ex-husband. Yeah. And people were really, really in love. Well, like I said, we were called the Death to Us Part Danger Show. And people were really in love with the kind of concept of the two of us. Um, yeah. And that's partly because I am really good at selling stuff. And I created 100%. a brand. It was a brand. Yeah, it was 100% a brand. And, you know, all that's the thing. People would just people and people would just message us and be like, oh, my God, you guys are couple goals. Your relationship goals. You're so in love. This is amazing. 
Um, and the fact was, in the beginning, we were in love very early on, but then pretty early on, things went quite bad. But mm. that was, things in our marriage went bad as the show started to take off. I see. So I kind of made a decision that I wanted, you know, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this. Um, and so, you know, for most of the time that people were kind of, you know, but I still sold it. And, and I mean, this is uh, the thing that I've thought long and hard about is how it's kind of like if you sell some, if you sell something hard enough to people and everyone else believes that then you start to believe it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would know this as well from being in the public. And you also kind of, you you kind of are basking in the reflected glory from them. So even yeah. though at points we kind of hated each other, <laughs> we still kind of stayed together because we wanted to have this, you know, this kind of reflected glory. Yeah, um, it's sort of an idea. You're in love with the idea. Yeah, the idea, like the idea of me and Charlie was absolutely incredible. And like I yeah. said, and when we finally did, did break up, you know, because I mean, our relationship was, it got pretty like toxic in the last while mm. and when we finally you know split for good and I posted about it you know I had women messaging me saying you know I always was so jealous of you I was so jealous of you I thought that you had the perfect relationship and I well, mm. you know wondered why I could never find anything like that and I'm like it was smoke and mirrors it was all it, lies yeah, I just wanted to I, yeah and I mean I wanted to sell it was a pro it was a product to me, but it was it was making people fall in love with a product. And the thing that I find very hard is, I can sell other people. I find selling myself I find very hard. Yeah. So like as a solo performer, I find it very hard to market myself. But like mm. put me in with another person, and I'm like, this is the best thing you have ever seen. You're so helpful. You're always raising other people up. You're always like trying to get other people gigs and stuff, but you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, no. I mean, and, and it's just like if I, if I, yeah, no, I, I don't. And I mean, that's you know, that's that's something that I'm, you know, I'm learning to do better this year. And it's mm. you know, I'm one of the great things I think about having this time, this quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. I've been putting a lot of words that you can. Um, <laughs> but 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 one of the most positive things about this, I think, is it it's actually given me the time to do a lot of work on me. Yes. Um, which is really hard and really horrible. Yeah, um, nobody wants to do it. You have to sit with some uncomfortable feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's you know, it's really it's been it's been tough. But I've definitely made progress. I've I've probably made more progress. You know, being here in the woods in New Zealand by myself for like I've been here for nearly three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, than I have in years. Really? You know, because you've specifically set aside the time to do so. Because I've got the time and I'm actually trying and I'm like, right, there's no excuses now. An active process, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do. I, yeah. It was similar when I started therapy. Uh, there was a mm. lot of stuff to talk about in therapy, but there was so much stuff that I had to do outside therapy. Because like you said, yeah. once you get this idea of who you are or of what something is, you, yeah. you begin believing it. So I had this whole idea about myself that wasn't real. Like I, Rebecca Crow is something that I'd invented. Obviously yeah. it was like a, a show. So it, it actively took like active about a year to sort of break that down and be like, oh, I'm actually Becca Norris. That's my real name. And people know me as that now. And it's really funny, but I do feel better for it. Well, yeah, I, because obviously, and also you were probably very young, were you not, when you kind of first 
you know, were, were in Suicide Girls and kind yeah, of became... Yeah, 18, fresh 18-year-olds. Yeah, you see, that that's insane. And I mean, you know, any kind of... Having to create a persona and live a persona from that age is definitely going to, you know, take its toll on your mental yeah. health. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I didn't realise, but it, it, it become a, a cover-up for so many things. Yeah, no, de- definitely. And I mean, I think therapy is... I mean. I, I only started having therapy last, the end of last year, kind How of. How are you finding it? I love therapy. Oh, it's the, the best, the best. Yeah. It's the best thing I ever did. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, lo- I love going to the therapist. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, it's therapy. I you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I feel so I'm, much better after. I'm like, oh, wow, that was great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that, I, I mean, I've said that to all my friends, to anyone that has not, or is scared of considering it, you know, it's, it's, but I think the trouble is you have to find someone that you really trust and you 100%. really um, connect with. I find that I find that when I speak to other sex workers about therapy, they've had like mixed reviews, especially some therapists are very judgmental of being a sex worker and they make assumptions yeah. about your mental health. So it's, it is tricky. You're right. But thank I God mean, I, I was actually one. I when when I when I approached my the, the, the place I went to, I went to because I, I go I go to a private place and um when I approached them, I actually, you know, I kind of explained my situation and I explained explain my background. So they put me with someone that was, you know, positive towards that kind of thing. That's good. But it's not even just that. I mean, my one of my best friends is a psychotherapist and she said to me that it is so important that you, because basically your therapist is someone you will imprint, you if you don't in, instantly like connect and like and trust them, you, you're not, it's not going to work for you. Because yeah, she said you will imprint on you will imprint on that person every relationship you've ever had. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So you need to, like, you you need someone that you kind of feel, you know, and there's some people, you know, you just, you meet them and you just don't like them. That's no. just, how, you know, that's it's life. It's just not similar. I mean, there's so many humans in the world. How are you like And they them? can clash, and you can just clash, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was so lucky, like, my, um, my, my woman is, yeah, she's just, she, as soon as I saw her and, like, like she answered the door mm. and I was just like, I hope it's you. I hope it's you. And oh. it was her. Oh. And I was just, I just feeling. find her so ca- calming and kind and just, yeah, she's just incredible. Um, it's so nice to hear other people talk about therapy positively. Mm-hmm. Cause so many people have horror stories. Even I have like a bad experience, but when I find someone else that's loved it, I feel like it's so important to talk about it because therapy is the one singular thing that's, like helped save my life really from like a really dark oh, place absolutely and right. same for me and the thing the thing is you know i mean like i said you know i i um i pay f- i pay for it privately and you know mm, I mean, I i'm I, you know i'm i'm lucky to be in a position where i can afford to do that but then you know i think it's like it's something i pay something like 60 pounds per session yeah which is you know a week or two weeks um and people say to me like you know, I've got fr- I've got friends who have better job, way better jobs than me, who are like, oh, that's a lot. You know, that's an awful lot of money. I'm like, you mm. would spend that on drugs. I say that to people. That's how I just find myself initially. Yeah, fifty pounds I pay for a session or uh, some drugs, but I couldn't afford yeah. not to. You know, like my mental health. No, is com- completely. I mean, the drug, the, the drugs or drink analogy is, you know, you would spend that in the pub on oh, exactly. like, you know, on a night out or probably more. Probably more. Probably, you know, you might even spend double that, you know, and, and you wouldn't think twice. But then you yeah. say to people, oh, I pay this and they're like, oh, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, it depends what you, where your priorities are. There's um, definitely a, a framing priority thing, 100 percent, because my therapy 
at that hour session is the most valuable thing in the whole week to me. If it's the most mm-hmm. expensive thing I buy all week, I'm like, oh, it was 100% worth it. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, I would rather sacrifice, you know, getting, you know, a new pair of shoes or, you know, expensive makeup. I would, you know, I'd rather buy makeup from, you know, the cheap, like super drug. Yeah, like, um, exactly. Any luxury that you could trade, I would. Yeah, because your, your mental health is that, you know, it's at the end of the day, you, it, you are the only person that can kind of save you. That's right. Um, and it's also you're the main one that it affects. Yeah. You know, so it's and making I mean, I you unhappy. Yeah, and I mean, I think I've, what I've found about this um, this isolation time, because I mean, I've only discovered in the last few months, really, that I am massively codependent. Right. Um, and I've, you know, I mean, I've not been single. I'm just kind of newly single. I've not been single for nine or ten years. Because uh-huh. um, I've kind of gone from one relationship to another to another. And I'm hugely codependent. And what actually this forced time in isolation has taught me is just that I actually really like like myself. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's yeah. awesome. I like to hear people say that. I feel it's like similarly. having a love affair with yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to remind myself to love myself. And, yeah, and it's hard, it's hard sometimes. But I think the thing is also, you know, in, in everyday life, it, there are so many distractions so you don't get to your core you don't get to this stage because you a lot of the time we don't want to because it's scary doing work on yourself is scary super scary and looking in yeah absolutely and looking inwards is super scary so and I'm very much the kind of person I would you know I would try and distract myself with partying yep. with men with yep. you know any, <laughs> anything 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 anything, anything to you avoid know. Sitting I'm just like Lala I don't want to listen yeah. Even on the train, I would be on my phone. I wouldn't ever sit with my thoughts because yeah. I was convinced that I could think myself sad. And I suppose in a way I could if I wasn't thinking constructively. But I, there was those sad feelings were there, so I had to process them eventually. Yeah, no, for sure. I think and it's I mean, important I think to be in the right place, though. So. You know, it is. And, I mean, mm. it's taken... I mean, you know, my friends are laughing about this because, I mean, you know, some of my close friends um, who, you know, really care about me, they've been saying to me for, like, a year... 
you need to like sort yourself out you need to kind of that's good that they um, check on you like that oh god yeah no i mean people i think people have been worried about me for because you know I've, my behavior has been somewhat th this last year has been somewhat questionable yeah and <laughs> I, I feel it was similar we, when we first met <laughs> well with me at yeah least. i was like Rachel, yeah, no, I've, <laughs> I fucked it uh, no, you didn't fuck anything. But you know, I mean, we we we've, we've all kind of been on a roller coaster, and I think that um, and I, but 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 I mean, I think what 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 my friends are laughing about now is that it took a, like a global pandemic to actually force me to spend some time by myself. <laughs> and and the world's like, right, myself. we're gonna do it. Rachel's gonna spend some time by herself. Yeah, the coronavirus was invented solely to make me <laughs> stop seeing ter terrible men and um, <laughs> and do do some work upon my core. It's, it's um, a blessing for the women. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, it's you know, but 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 this is one of the things, and I mean, you know, even just like you know, I'm out in a very beautiful place in New Zealand, like on the South Island of New Zealand at the moment, and I've been coming here for 17 years, and I have never appreciated it as much as I have the last three weeks. Really, because I think there is no distractions and there is no you know before i'd get bored and i'd be like you know let's go to town or let's you know yeah. um and but i can't do that so i'm just like oh it's just me here in in nature and actually it's incredible do you feel like the nature is helping too oh my god yes i was speaking to my there's friend actually, yesterday about nature and oh i think it's just so healing well there's um there's actually a really really i don't know if i don't know if you follow her there's a really amazing instagram page uh, there's a woman called the what she, i mean she's not just an instagram page she's a, she's a, <laughs> she's a human she, being <laughs> she has a website and stuff as well there's a woman a woman called the holistic psychologist i don't but um, i will you must I I'll, I'll send you a link after and Thank she you. she is absolutely incredible and she is um she's kind of inspiring a lot of people to do uh, what she calls self-healing yes um and she breaks down a lot of the kind of fundamental things that we have wrong with us things like trauma bonds and like reparenting and she breaks it down in yep. a really easy to understand way really? I and think it's a lot of people don't it's so important too yeah yeah she's incredible inc like she has literally changed changed a lot of stuff for me um but one of the things she says is that once it's it's kind of almost like a sign that you are getting to kind of you're relaxing into yourself if you if you actually start to crave time in nature and you enjoy, mm. enjoy um and i'm definitely getting to that stage because i didn't used to like you know i would find it boring i'd find really? it you know i don't there's no distraction yeah, yeah i understand i feel maybe when i was much younger but nature has always been like a, a, a sanctuary for me i feel there's something about the energy of the forest or even just like a big grassy field somewhere there's no <laughs> cars <laughs> or concrete or it a just, car park or a car yeah maybe a car park if it's grassy enough i'll take it just somewhere there's no people <laughs> it's yeah. just something no, about definitely. it resets there must be something about i don't know what it is but oh definitely, no definitely like, and i mean holisticness has got a place yeah and it's 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 really wild out here at the moment because it's you know i am i am somewhat in the wilderness but i mean you know i can walk if i walk for like I don't know about 20 minutes I get to the road like yeah the main road, <laughs> 20 which minutes the, to the road the, yeah the, the, the main road here is not really like a road like most people would <laughs> envisage a road but occasionally there is a car will wow. come up one way or the other you're like what um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but because of the lockdown there's just no cars so I walked oh so um, nice yeah I walked from from my mum's like you can kind of walk out onto the main road then go around for like about I walked for about two hours round by the road and then back 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 up her other drive because she has two drives because she lives in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I walked for two hours and I don't think I saw a single car or a single person. And I literally felt like the last person alive. I felt like someone, you know, like in a zombie movie when they like wake up from the thing and they're yeah. like, and it, it, <laughs> You're it didn't like, feel eerie. And because it's beautiful here, it just felt amazing. It was like, it's just me, just me and nature, you know? Yeah, it can be a bit eerie, but I think a lot of people find it eerie because they just, like you say, don't want to be alone with themselves. No, 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 absolutely. Um, and I'm, I, you know, and I'm loving it. And I did, you know, it was the full moon last oh, yes. night here. Oh, it was and I did some crazy moon magic and... Um, Tell me about that. Did it? Pardon? Tell me about that. I'm all about that. Oh, I did, like, I did, I did a ritual. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of quite a, I don't, I don't like to follow r rules too much. So I kind no, of, me I I'm took, with rules. <laughs> yeah, I like, I read, I, you know, I, I, there's a few things that I've done before and there's a few things I've read about and I kind of just like tailor made my own ritual and I burnt some things that I wanted to say goodbye to and I buried oh, some things that so I wanted, great. I want to manifest and there was blood and there was um nice. fire and there was Ooh. yeah oh it was so so strong Rachel you're such a powerful woman I get such a powerful vibe from you oh my goodness this this was crazy powerful this was like this was something I was like frenzy I was digging a hole in the dirt with like my bare hand which really? I've never you're done just, like, possessed, <laughs> I was <yeah>. just <laughs> like I mud, was completely fe feral by the end um <gasps> that must feel so good to let go though Oh god, yeah. So cathartic. Yeah, really cathartic. And I mean, I felt like I was high, like at the end. You know, yeah. I, I really, I really did. Um, People say again, that, don't they? It's like meditation, isn't it? Completely. But the thing is, it's only like this pandemic would have caused me to be in a situation where I would be doing stuff like that by myself to entertain myself anyway. Yeah, you know? that's true. Do you um, feel like you're entertaining yourself, or you're just kind of allowing your true nature to be more present? I mean, I think the thing is, like, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I, I mean, I, we grew up in the country and stuff, so I've always kind of been quite good at entertaining myself. But then I think yeah. as I got older, I kind of, you know, I think as children, well, as ch all children are good at that. I loved playing games when I was a child. I had a wild imagination. I still have a wild imagination. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is, a, no, completely me too. And the thing is, as children, you know, we, 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 because we don't have, you know, we, we don't have the same distractions. We don't have the access to them. We just have to kind of take care of ourselves. So I think as a child, you know, you, you learn to like, to create your own worlds and love your own company and do your own shit and you're, and you're having you? a great time. And then at some point it all goes horribly wrong and you start to feel dependent on others and phones and- How much do you think um, school and, and society has a role in that? Do you think people are conditioned out of that fun imaginative? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think they're conditioned out of joy. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that incentivizes people to, do better for themselves rather than just be slugging on part of the machine. Definitely, definitely. Um, and they, yeah, no, that's the thing. And, and they, you know, most societies want us to be part of the machine. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle to um, say they're really like happy and free. And I think it's because they, they're just stuck. They're conditioned out of it. Completely. And I mean, I, one thing that I would, you know, I've never had a conventional life. I mean, I've always kind Likewise. of shied away. <laughs> Pardon? Same, same. Yeah, same as you. And I mean, I've always shied away from that. And I mean, the one thing that I would say is I generally have had a very, very happy and good life. Yeah. And I've done a lot of, you know, I, not good maybe in some people's views in terms of, you know, material things or whatever. But, you know, I've always been fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't own any, any expensive handbags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I'm not sure that's a mark for like, success. <laughs> pardon? I don't think that's a marker for success in my eyes. No, exactly. But but I mean, but I mean, it's you know, I but I mean, you know, I've always I've always done done well enough, you know, in, for for me to be happy. Um, but I mean, I can honestly say I'm one of the few people I know. If I died tomorrow, I always mm. say this, and people are like, "Don't say that." You might. <laughs> um, but if I died yeah. tomorrow, I can honestly say. I, I would be happy because I yeah. have lived more in my in my life I have lived more than most people ever will that's fucking awesome that's a really really awesome thing to say I'm sure loads of people couldn't say that no and I don't mean to make anyone feel like FOMO no, about like it's inspirational. <laughs> it is it's inspiring I feel similarly there's a lot I want to do I think that's mm-hmm. keeps me here but if I did die in an accident I mean like what a hell of a, a story a life story for somebody to write about <laughs> yeah, completely. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, I think also because I always say, oh, if I died next week and people say, oh, don't say that. And <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, the trouble with our society is that we are completely detached from death nowadays. And we the fact is we're it. all going to mm. die. And I just think that I'm a bit more like, I don't know. I'm, I just kind of, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I, well, I might be. Oh, pe- well, people always say, oh, you know, what's your plan for like next year? I'm like, I might be dead next year. And they say, don't yeah. say that. And I'm like, no, it's I actually like there. There is a probability that 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 might happen, you know. So I, I just I literally I've always just kind of lived every day as it comes, um, you know, and, and do the things. That's that's the one thing. That's the advice that I would give to anyone, you know, who's sitting there trying to work out what to do. You know, like, should I do this or who's scared or feeling held back or something mm. to take the risk, do the thing, eat do the, the cake. Yes. Um, you know, do we the dance, buy the shoes, don't we? Yeah, no, yes. we 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 do, we do, and and you you have one shot. We have one chance. We are all dead a very long time, so make the most of the time you have, and just you know that's that's something that I would really really um, emphasize to anyone. You know, take risks. Yeah. Um, because you know there's there's no yeah i'm sure you could you know you you can have a very like you know staid and steady life and you can probably you know you might make a lot of money and whatever but if you i've met so many rich people who are miserable oh my goodness likewise money is something that really is it it's another thing that controls us isn't it and it very much the more you have i feel like the more unhappy you are because the more you want definitely definitely and i mean i've met some you know kind of multi multi millionaires who were absolutely miserable and kind of living a lie yeah um yeah. and i would yeah so so for me i i just think i think just having integrity and doing doing the things you want to do and you know i mean obviously ever not everyone is in, in a situation where they can have a like you know of course where they can ha- choose their lifestyle mm. um but but you know we all have choices to an extent we and do. Yeah, and I just think it's important to yeah, just just to make that you know, no matter what your lifestyle is or what your job is or anything else, just to make the most of every single opportunity that comes along. Yeah, because like you said earlier, just a minute ago, death. We're dead a lot longer. I always find that we're dead such a long a, time. Yeah, we're dead a really long time. Our lives are very short compared to the yeah. world. You know, so cram yeah, stuff so you, in. You've got to do. You've got to. Do, you've got to do the things. You've got to do the things, and the things are often scary, and the things, but like. I mean, you know, I'm always kind of like, you know, I meet, I mean, I actually found this, um, you know, doing, doing domination and stuff like that, you know, 
you get people who are into like really weird stuff, really, 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 really <laughs> kind of extreme there's, or strange there's stuff. There's so many fetishes that blew my mind. It still blows oh, my God, mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> but some, so, you know, so, some of these guys, you know, I've seen guys who were like in their 70s and they were literally just like, I want to try this because I'm scared I never will. I'm going to die. And I'm yeah. like, no, oh, that's great. I respect that so um, much. Yeah. And I mean, and also, you know, or they'd come or not necessarily older guys, but just some, some, you know, some people would come and say, look, this is a really extreme thing or whatever, but I really want to try it. Mm. And I just and I and I would say to them, you know, you know what? I respect you for for, for wanting because I said it's better to try it and then write it off and say, right, that's not for me. It's not than for to me. go yeah. to your deathbed wondering, you know. Maybe I really wanted someone to do this to me and I Maybe never... Maybe I really I wanted to chance. have somebody's fist up my butt, you know? Yeah, or for <laughs> someone to, like, shit on me or something, you know? That's, yeah, that's a common... I think that's quite a common fetish. People just don't realise. How much do you oh, think... Oh, no, it's very common. ...sex workers have a role in um, helping people be more open sexually, like, take risks for sexually? Sure. I think I think we really do, and I think it's even in porn... Um, even in people's OnlyFans, just requesting people, requesting custom things from people or searching for that unusual porn, like it enables people to take risks within their comfort zone. Yeah. Sexually. I mean, I think that, that, that's something that I noticed actually as a dom was that, um, that you know, it was, it was because I, I became a dom when I was 21, so mm. 19 years ago. And that was, you know, that was that was like 2001-ish. Mm. And that was, you know, when the internet was first getting really big. Mm. Um, and obviously with the inter- advent of the internet came, you know, internet porn. And people people getting to see things they never, ever would have known about beforehand, 100%. you know. It blew it wide open. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, back, back, I don't know, back in the 50s or something, maybe people wanted someone to shit on them, but they just didn't know that it, that any, it would ever be possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would never ever, or that they were the only one in the world. Yeah, they would know. Yeah. I think people felt very isolated, whereas now they're just like, oh, this is, this is, this is how it is. <laughs> <You> <laughs> this know? is how it is. There's a whole group of people like this. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I think it builds a really nice community. I think any communities I'm part of, the performance community, sex work community, they're mm-hmm. all so, they're all such a, a close community. During this crisis, like you mentioned um, earlier about the sex work thing being, uh, sex workers being excluded from financial aid in America, the community, mm-hmm. the fan base and everything else, so outraged about it. And I think it's, it's so amazing and it's so wonderful and it's so supportive. What's your experience of it? Yeah. Like? Pardon? What's your experience of um, your fan base within sex work and performing been like? I mean, well, like I said, I've I've always been fairly like on the down low with the with the sex work. Mm. Um, but then, I mean, I'm obviously as a performer, you know, though, I, I mean, I still I still post kind of quite sexually explicit images and everything else. Um, and I mean, I, I generally I mean, what I've found is the majority of my fan base actually is women. Really? Um, That's rad. Yeah, it's very interesting, actually, on my like on my Instagram, like on the, you know, you can see. Yeah, the analytics. Uh, the, and I actually have yeah. more women than men. Really? Um, I don't. I wish I did. That would be cool. No, I don't, and m- most of my female friends don't. I think it was actually from, because cause of me being in the show with Charlie. And really? I think they saw us as a couple. And I think, oh. yeah. And so I didn't get as many creepy dudes because I was always kind of like publicly 
with a man. That's very true. It's the same way that a man will respect you having a boyfriend more than you just say no. Yeah, I mean, that's the one sad thing about getting divorced is like the number of like creepy messages I get has gone up. Has Actually, it? Have you noticed? Oh my God, in, in, really? infinitesimally. I shouldn't just say creepy though, because obviously some guys that like follow me and have written to me probably are listening to this. There are yeah. also, you know, yeah. there, there are there are nice men as well. You are um, lovely. Yeah, you know. yeah, we are quite critical of men, but there's so many really lovely ones. Yeah, there are some really nice ones. And, you know, I mean, I appreciate anyone that takes the time to write to me, you know, I, I, and, and, I agree. you know, there's, and I've met some really, really cool people, you know, through Instagram, through people that were following me. Um, but then there's also the weird, like, send bobs, guys. Yeah, um, open bobs, send vagine. Yeah, the, the, they, they, they kind of, they have, like, they have, like, there's a lot, they've multiplied um, so, since I was like, I'm divorced. Or all of these guys. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the other thing that I think is so funny is when you post, you know, if you're relatively public and then you post on social media that you're now single. Yeah. Um, Every single guy that you've ever hooked up with at oh some my point gosh. in your life, like, yes, yeah, are all just like, "Hello, it's me, so hello." Bizarre, isn't it? Like, I understand, and, and obviously that's just like a human thing, but it's also, I just wouldn't do it. Like, it would never it's occur really to me as a woman. Yeah. yeah, it's really transparent. And the thing is, they, they also like. Literally, the number of messages I have had from concerned men that from my past, so concerned, who are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry you've had to go through this. If you need to talk to anyone, mm. I'm here." And I'm like, the "I'm spiel. not." Sp- literally, guys, literally that I haven't spoken to for like ten, fifteen years. I'm like, wow. I, I managed to not talk to you for ten years. Um, I have actual friends I can talk about my emotional. Yeah, situation. yeah. Um, like I've, I have a friendship group. Like I have that. I'm good. I know. I, I'm like I have. I have people. Like no, yeah. It's very strange. Very how, strange. Um, how bizarre that people think. Like, cause it's it's like when people send dick pics. How when has that ever worked? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I you, that was the other thing. I never used to get dick pics at all. In fact, Did you not? Know? I think I. I think I got one the wow. other day, maybe one. Was it, um, was it a moment? Well, because I think because I was with Charlie for so long and because he's very scary looking and my public yeah. persona was kind of as a married person. Um, so I just never really, like, I've just never really been a beneficiary of, and I, I said, I posted something about this like a few years ago and I was like, do I have a face that looks like it hates dicks? Because <laughs> no one, do I look like I hate dicks? Because no, no, no one wants to show me this. <laughs> No one wants to show me. I want to see some. No dick. one wants to show me. If uh, I will, if anyone's listening to this, that um. Oh no, Rachel, do don't say worst. that. <laughs> oh god, I know. I'll be in. An, You've I'll be opened like, the floodgates now. Oh. <laughs> I know. Then I'll be like, why did they say that? No. Um, how how bizarre that people see you differently, even as a married woman to a non-married woman. Yeah, it's something that, that I, it, to me it wouldn't occur because marriage seems to me quite old-fashioned, but the the perception and the kind of idea is still there in society. Oh God, yeah, no, de- definitely, 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 and it's kind of, and I mean, it's what's interesting is the amount of, you know, men, the amount of respect that I got from men mm. having like a scary husband that you know if I. I hadn't they would have not given me that respect you know yeah and I mean that you know and in the performance world and stuff you know that was actually really that was really useful mm. um you know and because we you know we would do a lot of shows for kind of like biker gangs and stuff like that and yeah it's, and it's the kind of situation where like if 
I had been there as a woman by myself, I probably would have got treated very, very differently. I've experienced um, this, yeah, too, at like Hells Angels festivals, etc. Like yeah. festivals, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's because I, and I suppose I think a lot of people think that that kind of outright misogyny doesn't exist still, but it really does. Oh God, it does. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing. I think as a woman in the kind of entertainment industry, you you learn that you, you know you either have to kind of try and fight it or you can like, use it to your advantage you know that's so, so like, true yeah um and fighting it is pretty hard so most of us probably just use it to our advantage it's probably not useful to fight it in certain ways too some people just they wouldn't give you the time of day even if you had something to say you kind of have yeah, to work your way true. up to the positions of power where you can actually make legitimate changes such as you running a show booking your lineup and treating the people and with I mean, your respect for sure and I mean you know you've been doing you're actually doing some very good political you know I think you should get into politics <laughs> I've thought about it this is something I talk about with my therapist a lot <laughs> you no, you 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 have you have a voice and you you're fearless in, yeah. in, with, with stuff well, like that just, and just kind of stubborn <laughs> but I think there needs to you know people like you are how change happens and I you know I I would I Thank would vote you. for you Thank you. I'm, yeah, I don't think anyone else would, but there's a big bunch of people that would. And there's a, they're very loud people. You and I are very loud people. And we You could You could power. be the, the Jacinda Ardern of the UK. Who's that? Tell me. Oh, I'm, the, I'm she's bad. the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Oh, is that her name? Say it again. Yeah. Jacinda Ardern. Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, I do recognise that name. I need to... I'm really yeah, so bad you could names. be you could be like the equivalent of her in the UK and you oh could be like gosh. the cool young Prime Minister that like... God knows the UK needs it. Oh god, yeah. Uh, it's run, by, run by dinosaurs. It's really all so bizarrely old-fashioned that they don't even understand how a virus works. <laughs> 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 he, he went and shook everyone's hands. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> well, I think also that they, um, you know, I think that, I mean, the, the whole, the you know, the initial thing there with them saying, oh, you know, herd immunity, let's just like let oh, everyone it's die. Abhorrent. Yeah. How can I mean, it was it was insane. That? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's you know, I think they genuinely wanted to kind of cull. I um, do. And then it was only because other countries, you know, and the World Health Health Organization were like, "Oi, Dude. this is completely this messed is, up." You yeah, they said it was inhumane. It was it was bad. Yeah, you can't just like let everyone die. Let yeah, everyone <laughs> die, especially more underfunded communities because they don't have access and they don't have information. I know, and I mean that's what's so sad is what I was. Um, I was reading about in New York is it's all you know it's 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 generally not Caucasian people that are like bearing the brunt of this yep um, you know it's it's all the kind of minority communities yeah an article is um, saying all BAME communities are hit harder it's yeah it's obvious medical bias medical racial bias is so well documented it's crazy yeah no it's, it's, it, it, a lot of people it, don't know it's really awful mm. um and Even I mean, you know, with this the information, like I received a letter from the UK Parliament. It was only written in English. There was no options for other languages. I know a lot of wow. people in my community, I think perhaps because I work in such a creative industry, but half of my friends, their first language isn't English. And it's such a complex no. worded leaflet. I'm like, I feel so sorry for people that would feel so alienated and pushed out by this language. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. And I mean... I, uh, you know, it's it's just going to be interesting to see what the future holds and what um, 
I mean, I think, you know, as performers, I think that events are going to be curtailed for some time. Definitely. I think a lot of companies probably won't survive until next year to throw more events. No. And I mean, you know, and, and, and I mean, does it mean that events, you know, until a vaccine is developed for this, are, are, are our only events going to be like of like 20 people or something, you know? Yeah. How is what is the new normal? We still don't really know. That's no, the we scary don't. bit. That's the scariest. Yeah. And I mean, I think the thing is, the thing is, you know, and is this, you know, is this just, is this a one-off thing or are there going to be more things like this, you know? That's now the, that we live in such a dense population with so much international travel, I mean, you and I travel yeah. so much, it's, it's only natural that pathogens would get moved around like this. It's scary. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, like my, my sister, my sister has a farm and she was saying to me, you know, she said she sees, um, you know, all the time her like cows and goats and sheep get colds. Oh, yeah. You know, she sees that they have a cough and they like have like runny noses and mm. stuff. And she said she like probably what they have is some kind of coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Because animals have had it now, haven't they? Tigers, animals, dogs, but no, but, cats. But I mean, it came from it came from animals as well. It came it from did. animals. So, it did. So, 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 so she was like every time she sees one of her animals is sick. She's like that is my is probably like a different strain of it. But it's just not made its way to humans yet. Yeah, 100%. I think so, you it's know, been there around might be for a while. No- people didn't realize yeah so i mean you know who who knows i mean i'm quite excited i'm i've not got to, to the kind of depressive because you know i i clearly don't like planning um <laughs> <laughs> and like to live every day like it's my last so i'm quite Same. you know i'm I, i'm not i'm not too depressed about this and i'm you know i'm i mean i know it's very very hard for people you know there's a lot of people in bad situations because of it but i mean i'm hoping that we can come out of it better as a society that's what i'm hoping yeah. Even it's very tough for a lot of people, and I, I'm sure you're witnessing as much pain and and fear and uncertainty on your feed as much as I am from all the performers mm-hmm. whose whole industry has been the legs have been taken out of it. Like it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. It's no, Mm-mm. not really even a way to replicate it online as there is with uh, like OnlyFans yeah. and stuff. So it, it's it's really scary. But I think looking at the bigger picture, if it does make society better, then that that could be all worth it. Obviously people dying isn't worth it. We never want, oh, I want to wish it on the world, but I think that's the only way that we can all push towards the same vision of making it better. Yeah. Is to make society better. And I think no, the, slower, I absolutely the agree. slower pace of life is so much nicer. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. And I mean, um, you know, I just think that a lot of us have been, you know, saying for a long time, oh, if only I had time to do this, you know, and yeah. so now everyone's been given an, an, an enforced holiday. Yeah, I know a lot of performers that they gig non-stop, non-stop, and they have to because you, your gig to gig is wage to wage, so you have to. But there's so much time now, and you could use it, even if you're using it to rest, use it mm-hmm. for that. Like, don't, your life hasn't stopped. Like, it's not on hold. It's still going. Even if you're using these six weeks to lie on your sofa and do nothing, use it actively. Yeah, no, completely. And I mean, the thing is, you know, there's been a lot of kind of back and forth and backlash because, you know, originally people were, you know, there's been memes saying you should be learning stuff. And if you don't, yeah. you lack discipline. And then there's a backlash of memes to that saying you can't attack people for not wanting to do anything. This is a traumatic time. Mm. But I mean, I, I think it is a traumatic time, but it is also life is what you make it. And I think, you yeah. you know, if you, I'm a very glass half full person. Mm. 
And so, you know, I think that you should try if you can, you know, even if you have bad days and even if, yeah, you know. Yeah, we all have bad days. It's important does, to embrace those I mean, two, yeah. Completely. But also, you know, just try, you don't, you don't have to like learn ancient Greek, but just yeah. try and do stuff like, you know, make a small promise of something that you're going to do every day. Even just a walk and a think to yourself like you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I've and been just, trying to take know, the pressure off. Yeah. And just, just, just keep little promises. I mean, I've found even things like, you know, I know a lot, a lot of people, obviously, you know, it's tempting just to sit around in your pajamas, but things like <laughs> getting up and getting dressed. It is um, important. I agree. Yeah. And keeping your space nice as well. If you're, if you're, if you're trapped, you know, I was a messy fuck before. I don't know. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Yeah. As much as you fucking want. Oh, um, I was a messy <laughs> fuck before this. Start. I've always been a very messy person. And who knew all it did was take a pandemic to make me really tidy <laughs> it seems like because you've changed your life Rachel oh god yeah I've, I've completely I've revolutionized I'm I'm <laughs> yeah it's, but I mean the the thing is it's like all of a sudden because it's only me in this space and I'm taking care of the space yeah I'm very aware that I can actually I can make it nice or I can make it not nice yeah I'm um, aware of that so much yeah so I, I really like yeah, and, and I've been taking very much pride in, you know, the the kind of making my space nice and it's and it's gorgeous and you know, things like that will help your mental health. So much. You don't want to do them obviously. I'm the first person to let my house become a trash heap. But when I love my environment, it loves me right back. Yeah, completely. And you know, I mean I think that's that's the thing I would say, you know, if you're feeling really down but you, you know, you haven't showered for like a couple of days and you've been wearing the same pajamas and you're kind of, you, you know, you're like surrounded in a like pile of like, I don't know, empty pizza Food boxes wrappers. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, even though the, the more you get like, I know the more you get into that spiral, the harder it is to get out of it. But, but you know, it's little things like that that, you know, completely change your outlook and completely change your mood. They do. If you can just, you know, get up, like just, just put, put, put the rubbish in the bin yeah you know. I do that I put rubbish next to my bin and then I go in my kitchen like oh this is gross and I'm like what the fuck Becca just put it in the bin <laughs> yeah no completely and then, you know, and then once yeah and, and the thing is I think it's hard if you're you know if you are struggling it's hard to kind of keep on top of stuff like that um mm. and I mean I was funny because I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday because she I was said to her that I've kind of become tidy and she said, yeah, because she said, it's funny, you just never used to really notice your environment. Like, I was messy because I just don't think I cared. And I think that was actually probably a product of having quite poor mental health. Yeah, I think so. For a, I think it's for a, a symptom that you overlook until, it's, until you rectify it and then you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, because I just didn't care. I just, I was, you know, I could be in a complete mess and mm. I'd just be like, oh, it just doesn't really affect, I don't you're really You're in your own head it. all the time rather than present. Yeah, whereas now I'm, I'm a lot more conscious of my environment and how it, you know, how it makes me feel. Yeah. Do you feel calmer? Yeah. I feel so much calmer when my space is Oh like, my God, I'm so calm. It's almost like the energy has like room to flow around or something. I'm like, ah, everything's in its place. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, you know, just, I, I would say that that's, you know, the best things you can do just like, you know, because the, 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 these are trying times. I think the, uns, the uncertainty is probably what's getting to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but we're I not just think equipped we, as humans to deal with that, are we? No, we're not. But I mean, I think the trouble is there's no point assuming the worst until you, you know, so I just think you've uh -huh. got to really, and I'm quite a positive person, you know, I, you've just got to kind of just glass half full, full 
It's going to be okay until even if it's you not okay. Fake it a bit till you make it. Just kind of tell yourself, um, or just even like talk yourself down. Be like, look, you you don't know it's going to be good, but you also don't know it's going to be the worst. Therefore, no. you can't assume that. You can't give the negative thoughts preferential treatment. I had a, I heard Completely. an analogy once. There's there's two dogs in my mind. One's good and one is evil, or one is positive, one is negative. Um, and somebody who is telling this analogy tells it to someone, and the person says, "I've messed this up already." <laughs> one of these dogs. Which one of these dogs wins the fight? Because these two dogs are fighting in your mind. One's positive and one's negative. Which one wins the fight? And it's the one you feed the most. Mm-hmm. So whichever one you feed the most positive thoughts or negative thoughts, even if it's physical food, whatever you feed the most is going to grow yeah. the biggest. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, and I mean, and that's the thing as well. I mean, that's that's the thing, because obviously I know if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling sad, you kind of just want to like lie around and just, you know, but that, that's also kind of like giving up. And it's also easier to lie around than it is to actually get up and do stuff. Yeah. But um you're also not helping yourself. Like, I think, you know, I think just to try and kind of, we, we are the only people who can help ourselves and we are the yeah. only people who can change ourselves. I think there's a lot of culture nowadays where it's either cool to be sad or mm-hmm. people just don't want to take responsibility for their mental health. They're just happy to let it be sad because the world is completely, struggling. Completely, completely. Yeah. And also it's easier to, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not belittling or saying that mental health issues don't exist. Of course they do, oh my God, they do but yeah. it's easier to stay, to like stay in your pajamas all day and kind of, you know, watch TV mm. than it is to get up and go for a run and cook healthy food and like clean your flat. Right. Um, the first is a lot, a lot, a, the much easier option, but will not make you feel any, but you know, so no. the thing is, I think in life, you know, I, I, I've, I've been reading a lot of stuff about, um, kind of just just you know changing your life and kind of manifesting things and making things better for yourself yeah and um you know one one thing that i read that is very very true is if you put in average effort you will only ever see average results yeah that's 100 percent true hard work pays off yeah so i mean if you want if you want to be exceptional at anything or if you want to have any kind of life or chance of anything that is above ordinary mm. you have to put in like above an ordinary amount of effort you know yeah you, um, people don't see the craziness that goes in behind extraordinary people mm-mm. with extraordinary lives we mm-hmm. know so many we know so many people and oh, they can do sure. amazing things with their bodies amazing skills but they've been doing it for 10 years yeah and they and they work so so hard yeah no you're yeah. absolutely right it um, translates to everything mental health physical health you know mm-hmm. yeah i think it's an important lesson i think i think it's a lesson that we're probably quite good at knowing at least is that hard work pays off because girl you've got skills definitely definitely how do you feel about <clears throat> learning new skills during this lockdown have you got anything on your mind that you want to do or you're just doing oh, yeah. yeah no no i'm i'm learning i'm i've i've gone full on balls to the wall i'm learning really? all kinds of shit like yeah tell me yeah uh, well, no, one of them is a, it's a secret. Is it a secret? Okay, okay, I'm excited. It's when's a the, secret. When's the grand it's reveal? There's a very, a very big thing for me. Um, oh, wow. And I've made some uh, incredible progress in the last couple of days, but I, I kind of don't want to talk about it yet because I don't want to jinx it. But, um, don't jinx it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for you, though. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the thing for me is I'm at a stage in my life where I realise that the only person that has held me back throughout my life is myself. Oh, same. And... 
yeah completely we, <laughs> we sabotage ourselves and the thing yep. is you can do you you literally can you know human beings are amazing you can do anything amazing. you want to it's just you don't think that you can yeah um because of what's been conditioned into you as a child usually probably going back to school and stuff and yeah well even or even early child most of it's to do with our parents actually it's to do with um uh, early childhood yeah therapy has uh, taught me uh, that <laughs> yeah and you know and and you know we 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 take we'll hear things as a child um you know like oh you'll never be good at this or we're never going to have money or you're never going to have this you're never going to have that and you um you take oh there's a funny noise so sorry my neighbor is just mowing his lawn <laughs> oh i was like <laughs> i was like um, lockdown activities no but we take you know we, we take the thing that i the thing that i read was saying that you know we take as, as children we hear these labels being attached to us Mm. And we literally take that and fucking attach it to ourselves like a like a tag, and wear it around with us for the rest of our lives, like a name tag, you know. Because yeah, because as children, as you know, a tiny, tiny child thinks they can do anything mm -hmm. until it gets told otherwise, and then it it you know is just like oh, I can never do these things because this is what the grown ups have told me. Yeah, um, it's and so, so true though. I, You're limited. Yeah, so unlearning that behavior is very hard, but I'm at a stage right now where I really feel like I'm unlearning it, and it's, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it started now, or do you feel like the progress has been going your whole life? No, I feel like I'm just getting started. Really? But that's okay. Oh, yeah. You're no, okay no, with absolutely. That? And the, no, the, I mean, not that everything I did up until this point was. Sorry? At the beautiful age of 40. Well, I'm 39. She's 39, so sorry. Yeah, I'll be 40 and. I'll be for, no, I'll be forty in July, which is you know it's 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 pretty. It's a thing. You know what's so funny is that I'm not that bothered, but I yeah. think I'm bothered because everyone thinks you should be. So everyone keeps saying, "Oh, how do you really? feel about turning 40? And I'm like, "It's you know, it's an age. I'm still here." Yeah. Have a lot of people been saying that? Then is that something that people have been asking? Oh God, yeah, yeah, really? yeah. People say that to me all the time. But I think the thing is also, you know, having done sex work and stuff, you usually have ten years taken off your age anyway. Yeah. So I've never, I'm like, I'm so used to kind of like lying about my age or An having a different age. Age, yeah. Yeah, that I'm just like, oh, I'm, you know, uh, like, how old? I'm 28. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I mean, I think it helps as well. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in that I don't think I look 40. So, you know, whenever I tell people, they're like, my God, you don't look that old. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. Um, so, I mean, I've not come to terms fully with it, I don't think, because I feel like I'm still like kind of living somewhat of a, of a lie. But I mean, I think it's, <laughs> for a woman, it's scary because, you know, you, you are kind of taught that your life is kind of downhill from there. So then yeah. I'm, I, you know... It's it's quite scary for me because I'm just like, is this the beginning of the end? Like, what's what's happening? I suppose it's where we start getting sold like anti wrinkle creams and vagina tightening and, and yeah, whatever, all these sort of things that are supposed to make us younger. Well, I mean, it's it's also yeah, it's it's and it's very strange for me. I mean, one thing that my mum always said to me is she said the thing about getting old is you still feel the same. Yeah, my oh. mum's the same. She says she's she's a child still, but she's a sixty year old adult woman <laughs> yeah so I mean that that that's a very scary so for me you know I don't you know everyone's like how is it gonna feel being 40 and I'm like I still feel like I'm like 15 yeah um, 
it's only that one day change as well, isn't it? It's a, it's a number ultimately. Hello, Indy. Sorry it is, and I mean, cat. you know, and I, I, I mean, I think, I think the one thing that it's actually given me is it's given me more of an urgency about doing the things that I want to do. Oh, that's nice, though. I feel like, yeah, like a what, like a bucket list, or uh, not like, not like I'm about to die. Really. No, 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 not like you're about to die, but like a list of things you definitely want to do. No, like, well, no, no, just, like just, just more in terms of my career and stuff like that. I'm I like, see. well, you know this isn't going to be I'm not going to be able to do this shit forever so I better get better get moving now you know yeah um, whereas I think before you know in my 20s and in my 30s I kind of I was just very leisurely with time and I was very kind of un, unfazed and just like oh whatever I'll just do this whenever yeah and now I'm like no it has to be done now <laughs> nearly like- 40 <laughs> death is imminent no <laughs> no please don't let my <laughs> me jinx you now <laughs> I feel like a lot of people must have anxiety about turning 40. I know um, some of my friends have got anxiety about even turning 30. Oh, I God, speak, yeah. I always tell you to my mum about turning 60. Once you get to... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you, once you get to my age, you really, like... Um, you re- Sorry, I was talking over you there. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, it's I've fine. It's fine. I talk a lot. <laughs> um, no, but once... You, once it, once you get to my age, it's funny because I see girls being like, oh, my God, I'm turning 30. And, and you're just like, shut up. You're like, shit, you don't even know. But also, I mean, the main, the main thing I would say is you, you know, nothing, nothing changes. Nothing actually nothing does. Cha- and if anything, I loved my 30s way more than my 20s. I'm feeling that. I'm not there yet. But my 20s, I, you just learn a lot in your 20s. It's a but rocky no, ride. Your, tw- your 20s suck, honestly. <laughs> like... And once you're in your 30s, you'll realize that because in your oh 20s, gosh. you're still very kind of, you don't know who, quite who you are. You're I more insecure. No you're, yeah. And then you get to your 30s and you're like, I'm getting the hang of this. And I actually, I actually feel like I'm kind of reaching my peak, you know, so maybe I need to get to 40 and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it all, all worked out. That's awesome. I love that. That's so against the narrative of like mainstream, commun- not communism, but like capitalism. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I definitely have got happier as I've got, you know, I'm, I'm the happiest yeah. now I've ever been. Really? Yeah. I feel like uh, 100%. a lot of people will say that I, I would agree. I'm personally happier than I've ever been, but it's definitely been down to active work. Yeah. It's not just an aging thing. No, but it's also, you know, there's a number of factors as well. You know, you, you become more confident, you know who you are more, right. you have the knowledge and the tools to kind of be a the best version of yourself yeah I suppose you just um, get more experience yeah and you also I think start to care less what people think of you as well you Do know you? you realize that you know, yeah I think so that's definitely something that cripples me more now than it did when I was younger and I'd always swear I wouldn't let it get to me but I think as I get older I, I care more about people on a level that I never thought I would like if I come home late at night and I make too much noise, I'm like, oh, sorry, neighbours. Whereas before, that would never bother me. <laughs> I would never even occur to me. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I feel like just as a, a functioning, a conforming even adult, I care more. But maybe that's maybe that's just me and maybe that's something I have to work through. So I want to be calm. That's really cool. That's what I want to work towards. I want to be calm. <laughs> but yeah, no, you will. But I mean, you know, I think you're, you're quite like a high energy, you know, you're, you've kind of got quite like this kind of manic energy which is probably what drives you to actually get a lot of stuff done so much ADHD is real <laughs> yeah so I mean if you were if you were too zen like you probably wouldn't achieve half the things that you achieve 
Yeah, that's very true. I, I definitely try and harness it. Uh, that's something I've been working on through my therapist, harnessing things that other people would see as a fault or society has told me as a fault. <coughs> something that needs to be fixed, to be medicated, to be sedated. Um, I'm just, I've embraced it as something that's part of me and I do experience burnout frequently. And I feel it because I just, I know exactly what it feels like now. And that's something that's taken me a while to learn. So I know when to be like, I cannot pick up my phone for two days because I'll just start crying. I know when to yeah. do that now. So it is, it is just part of embracing what you've got, I suppose, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I mean, you know, you, 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 everyone has their own unique kind of talent and their own unique way of dealing with things. And I think mm. that, you know, like I said, you're obviously very driven. And, you know, when you get passionate about something, you're kind of, you're on it. You're like, um, and, you know, I don't think you would necessarily have that kind of burning drive or desire or passion if you weren't. ADHD and kind yeah. of, you know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's definitely something you wouldn't I, have that I'm kind of, of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Fire is definitely the word. No, you should you should be proud. That's why you're going to be the um, new prime minister of uh, <laughs> the world. Of the world. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of I hope world. so. I feel like the world would at least <laughs> be slightly better if I was. I don't know anything about it, but it would be better than what's currently happening. No, I, I honestly think you should, yeah, you should get in, you should get into something like that. Like, you, you, you know, you, you, you've definitely got, you've got a voice and you're, um, Thank you. And you're very, very unafraid, which is, which is, um, unusual. I'm just, I really want, I, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't stand up for what I think is right, you know? That's just, yeah. it pushes me through, it does. It's definitely and my that, And that, that is unusual and you're, you know, and you're, and you're not scared of the consequence. You, 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 all you care about is what, what, what is right. Which what is, is right, yeah. yeah. It's a, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Rachel. What's in the future <laughs> for Rachel Atlas then? Not me. Well, hmm. who knows? Because right now the future is somewhat murky. For <laughs> so uncertain. Murky voices. Every, everyone's plans, it, it makes the interview question. It's like, what, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Well. Right. <laughs> Fuck no, Might still be here in New Zealand, living in this in this shack. Yeah, um, you've been quarantining from uh, even your mother, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, al I'm allowed to be in the house with her now. Um, oh, great. Well done for following was, the rules. Yeah, I had I had to be in quarantine for two weeks when I got here. Um, but no, I mean, I I yeah, I'm learning some new skills. Um, uh, I had like a new like performance group that I was we were planning on like unleashing. Ooh right as this happens um oh. yeah so that's yeah so then you know hopefully hopefully that that will be a thing um you know i've got some new skills i'm actually right uh, like i'm actually um one of the things that i'm doing right now i'm writing a book about mine mine and my husband my ex-husband's um knife throwing with like wow. the rise and fall of our career i can't wait to know that it's no it's, it's it's an incredible story i mean i i was actually i i um i was approached by an agent about writing something about it and mm. I was kind of like is it an, an exciting enough story you know is, is it something that um and then I kind of did the like chapter summaries and the synopsis and I was you know going through our actual timeline and I was like this it's like it's like Motley Cruise the dirt but like no, in like the circus I can world. imagine it's so like every cool. chapter I was kind of like is, is this is going to be boring and then I'm like no every chapter has some kind of crazy cliffhanger or like <laughs> something it like terrible it is uh, yeah. the performance world uh, the wildest shit has happened to me in the craziest places in the world like I <laughs> just no words so 
Completely. So, I mean, you know, so, so I'm going to try and, and now is a great time, obviously, to be writing because there's, you know, we have a lot of time and yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm excited. I, I feel like this, yeah, I feel like this, this pandemic has given me a chance to just kind of reboot and I'm very excited mm. about coming out the other side. That's so awesome, Rachel. You seem so calm and so wise and at peace. <laughs> you seem at peace. You're very like at I'm, one, oneness. I'm definitely at peace, yeah. Yes, Rachel, I've had such a nice chat. It's so uplifting. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, it was really, really lovely to talk to you and yes, um, get, so in, get into politics. The world needs you. Ah, all right. Okay. But can you be my campaign manager? Because you seem a lot calmer. Yes, I will manage you. Amazing. All right. It's a deal. Rachel, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, at the moment, I'm my, my internet presence. I'm really terrible at everything, but probably just on Instagram at the Rachel Atlas. The Rachel Atlas. The, the Rachel Atlas. Atlas. Like, a, the, like an the, Atlas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Rachel, I just want to the Atlas. People like, always put an E on the end of my name. There's always a bizarre spelling somewhere. And uh, an Atlas like a Atlas of the world. Yeah. An Atlas of the world. She's a globetrotter. I am, I am. Amazing. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're a wonderful human being. And you enjoy your time in New Zealand because it's it's stunning there. You're, you're in the right place. I will, I will. Thank, thank you, Queen. You. I love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 